You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. I wanted to be able to share something with you today uh, for the fathers. Uh, But the ladies in the house, uh, you can just put yourself right in this same position. But I'm actually... Uh, focused on the fathers today. Uh, I thought about my own life and uh, the majority of my life has it's really been a mountaintop experience, uh, but there's been times where I've been broken and there's been times I've been in the valley. Uh, so I've, I feel like that's something every man in the house uh, has in common. So the title of the message is Broken Pieces. So I want to take us to the book of Ezekiel, chapter 22, verse 30. And listen to this. It says, And I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land that I should not destroy it. He said, I looked. I looked everywhere. And then he says, But I found None. Pastor Aaron, give the microphone to Miss Mary, would you? Father, we just thank you for this time, Lord, that we can gather in your house this morning to lift up your precious name and to glorify the King of Kings. I thank you today, Lord, for that price that you paid on Mm -hmm. Calvary, Lord. I pray, God, today that you will walk the aisles, Lord, and you'll minister today, God, to every heart. Each one, God, as pastors already prayed today, that may be broken, may be depressed. God, whatever their need is today, but the greater need of mankind is the salvation of their soul. And we ask you today, God, to minister to each and every individual here today that doesn't know you. Oh, God, what they're missing out on to serve a risen Savior today. There's nothing any better this side of heaven. We ask you today, Father, that you will minister. I pray for my pastor today. I pray, God, that you will anoint him afresh and anew and I pray God that the food that comes from his mouth today God that we will eat it God we will learn of you today God and we will take this word God and become better people God that we will hedge the gap Lord God that we'll stand in the gap Lord for those God that needs you today we'll not fail to praise you and give you glory for you deserve it all today. My provider, I thank you That's for right. it. In That's Jesus' right. name, amen. Amen. You may be seated. Here we have God said that he searched the land. He searched for a righteous person who could intercede for Jerusalem and the nation. But sadly, he said, I found none. We have an intercessor's prayer group here that meets every Monday morning, and I appreciate them. But to be honest with you, men, we ought to be intercessors. We ought to be interceding on behalf of our wife and our children, praying, interceding for your pastor, for the leaders of your church, the leaders of your community. Uh, God said, I searched the land, and I found no one. 
one. There was no one that could stand in the gap between God and the people. There was no mediator. There was no intercessor who could lead the people to the saving knowledge of God. Think about that. Nobody that could lead the people to the saving knowledge of God. Men, it is important to buy our children their first baseball glove, their first basketball, uh, uh, to be here, to be there. But the bottom line is the greatest and most important thing that my mom and dad ever did was intercede on my behalf and teach me and show me the knowledge of the saving grace of God Almighty. That bar none is the number one thing. Go ahead and give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. And Pastor Mike are standing there and, and leading his three children singing. And Danielle, what a tremendous mother that they have. Each one of us that have children have a great responsibility. And I was thinking this when they were singing, not only when they're this age, uh, but even when they're 40 years old or 50, you're still mom and dad, and you've got a responsibility to stand in the gap and intercede on their behalf. I come today, I'm telling you, I'm ready to have church. Uh, is there anybody willing to stand in the gap and say, devil, you you can't have my husband, uh, you can't have my wife, you can't have my children, you can't have my community, you can't have my church uh, because I'm going to stand in the gap. Devil, you can't have me. Somebody give him a hand clap and a shout of praise today. There was nobody that would stand in the gap. Not just in the rooftop experiences, well, you're intercede, but when you feel like you're broken, is there somebody that will stand in the gap? Fathers, are you standing in the gap for your children, for your family? Or are you giving up? I'm not giving up. I've never gave up on anything. You hear me? You hit me, you knock me down, I'm going to get back up. And you're going to know you knock me down. And you may knock me down again, but I've learned to trust in Jesus, amen? I've learned where my hope is. My family, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you hear me? I said, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So let's go over to 2 Samuel for just a moment. Chapter 22, verse 31. As for God... His way is perfect. So why are we looking for any other way? Why do we always want to go our way that's going to cause us difficulties when it says, as for God, his way is perfect. The word, the word of the Lord is tried. He is a buckler to all them that trust him. Do you hear me? God gives a perfect way. He's a way maker. God has given us a perfect path for life. It's right here. It's right there in the Bible. By his flawless word. The Lord supplies the perfect path and everything that we need. I did not say that there would never be difficulties. But God is always there in the difficulties. Do you hear me? As a kid, 
I never watch cartoons. Well, I like Fred Flintstone, yabba dabba do, right? And I like Fred Flintstone, but I, I didn't watch, I didn't read comic books. I, I didn't watch none of this stuff. My, my wife and my kids today, at their age, they still watch a Superman flying through there. I just think it's nonsense. So I had to learn this fable because I, I honestly, I didn't know it. Humpty Dumpty sat on a wall and Humpty Dumpty had a great fall and all the king's horses and all the king's men couldn't put Humpty Dumpty back together again. Can somebody say amen? amen. But I've got a problem with that childhood fable. My problem is not that Humpty Dumpty had a fall because we all have a tendency to fall. Because Romans chapter three, verse 23 said, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, he's talking directly to you. Look at your other neighbor and say, neighbor, you need to get over yourself because you're a sinner. Huh? Romans chapter three, verse 10. Now, let me, let me go somewhere here. Romans 3, 23. All, all sin makes us sinners. We want to look at the one that committed adultery or the one that uh, uh, murdered somebody, but sin is sin in the eyes of God. All sin. When the pastor calls your house and asks for you and your child says, mom's not home. And mom's sitting right there. That's a lie. And I know nobody would do that here, right? All sin cuts us off from the holy God. All. Somebody say all. So Romans 3.10 says, as it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. None. You're looking at a sinner in need of a savior. I stand in his sacred, behind his sacred desk every week almost, but I, I still struggle. I've never had a manual on how to raise children. I didn't go to school to learn how to be a father. I've fallen, I've made mistakes. All of us make mistakes. Do you hear me? But in this fable, there weren't, they, they just weren't any old men trying to put Humpty Dumpty back together again. The fable says these were the king's men. This is the problem that I have with this fable. There's only one king. It's not King James who plays basketball. It's not Elvis the king that's just left the building. It's Jesus Christ, king of kings and Lord of lords. And the king's men couldn't put him back together again. But the king of kings, the Lord Jesus Christ, can pick you back up and put you back together better than you ever was before. Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. Oh, my, 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 my. Slow down, Robert. Revelation 17 and 14. 
we as the king's men. People today identify as everything, and I'm not going there. All right? I promise you I won't go there. My promises get broken sometimes. But I'm identifying as a son of the king, a son of the most high, a child of God. Revelation 17 and 14, these shall make war with the lamb and the lamb shall overcome them for he is Lord of lords and king of kings. Don't forget who you belong to. Men, do you hear me? And they that are with him are called and chosen and faithful. Revelation 17 and 14 identifies, identifies who accompanied Jesus in this victorious battle against his enemies as called. You're just not anybody. You've been called by the God Almighty. You can identify you've been chosen. Here's my question. Are you faithful? Called out of the world. I, I, I feel like quite oftentimes uh, we allow too much of the world into the church. And we wonder how much of the world we can step into and still be in the church. We've been called out. We are men of God. We should be interceding and living a holy life because these three children, Lorelai, River, and Bear, depend on somebody that will love them. And you can't love them properly unless you love God fully. Do you hear me? Give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. <laughs> Called out of the world. It's hard to stand in the gap, men, when we're broken. When our lives are in pieces, it's hard to stand in the gap. What can break us? Anger. Anybody got any anger issues? Huh? Men, don't look at your wife right now. It's just not a good time. It's just not a good time. Come on, men. How many got some anger issues? Tell me the truth. You better raise your hand, Tony. I've been in the restaurant before. Huh? Anger. Anger breaks us into pieces. Pieces. Ephesians chapter four, verse 31, let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. You need to put it away. I said you need to put it away. You need to man up and say, I got an issue. I got a problem. It still jumps up in me once in a while. Do you hear me? What will break us into pieces? How about anxiety? Anxiety will break you into pieces. Psalms 34 and 4 said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. How many struggle with anxiety? Huh? Come on now, don't be ashamed. How many struggle with it? That's right. I, I'm believing the Lord going to touch you here today and going to deliver you. I remember years ago, I was preaching a message on anxiety and the spirit of the Lord come on me and said, you hypocrite. Because I'd walked the floors all night with anxiety and I stopped in the middle of my message and I shared it and people came forward and laid hands on me and I've not had that anxiety since that day. We serve a God that is able. We serve the King of Kings. Uh, we're not serving what Humpty Dumpty. I may look like Humpty Dumpty, but I don't serve that King. I serve the King of Kings. If you serve him, give him a hand clap and a shout of praise. 
Discouragement. How many's been discouraged? How many's discouraged? Got some discouragement going on in your life right now, huh? Discouragement, Isaiah 40 and 31, but they, but they that wait upon the Lord, but they that wait upon the Lord, uh, I just sense in my spirit right now, the Lord saying, instead of running here, instead of running there and getting on Facebook, laptop cowards, they say stuff to people in their discouragement that they will never say face to face. Instead of running here and there, wait upon the Lord. And I underline this, and I, I, I've probably seen it before, but, but, I, but they that wait upon the Lord shall, and I underline that this morning, shall renew their strength. They shall, underline it, mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and, and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. I believe that's like five times it says they shall. Didn't say they might, maybe, hope so, but they shall. You just gotta get anchored and wait upon the Lord because the Lord is never late and the Lord is never too early. He's always on time. You can't let discouragement break you into pieces. You gotta let the king put you back together. Give him a hand clap and a shout of what can break you into pieces how about addictions can addictions break us into pieces James 1 and 14 but every man is tempted when he's drawn away of his own lust and enticed and then when lust hath conceived it bringeth forth sin and sin when it is finished bringeth forth death most people in this room know who Bob Huggins is. If you don't know, he's one of the greatest coaches of basketball in all time. He graduated in Morgantown, West Virginia University. He's coached in Cincinnati, took him to the Final Four, came back to his alma mater. He's coached here in West Virginia for 16 years making over $4 million a year. And last night he resigned because he was arrested Friday evening for drunk driving. And I've never been a big Bob Huggins fan because I didn't like his ways and I didn't like his language. I was down there one night and that, uh, that great big whatever thing is hangs down, jumbo something, I don't know. And they, they advertised on it and they said, if anybody seated beside of you is using foul language, report it to an usher and they'll remove him from that. I thought, he's the guy that needs removed. <laughs> I could hear him when I was in the peanut section. Do you think for a second that at whatever age he picked up his first drink, do you think for any way possible that the devil showed him what the end result would be? Huh? And you've heard me say it time and time again. I've never counseled anybody that because it was good and they were like, hey, you know, I, I just got this drinking thing going on and it's so good and I just can't, I just, I want to share it with everybody. That's, it, that's, the devil never showed him the end that he would not be able to set it back down. 
And you know what, even though I've not been a fan because my heart hurt for him and I woke up a couple times during the night and I came in early this morning and I believe that that DUI is probably gonna be the best thing that ever happened to him because he's gonna be humbled and I know a godly man that spoke right here that played with him in basketball before, I guarantee he's on him like a coon dog track right now. Huh? I promise you and I believe God's gonna take this, what the devil's meant for harm and turn it around for his good. Hold on, hold on. What would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul? Men, you better wake up. Even though he had $4.1 million contract, it dropped a million a month ago because of another incident. And now today he has zero. And I'm not saying we're going to take up a love offering because I figure he's okay. Do you hear what I'm saying? But I'm trying to tell somebody in the house, uh, you had better wake up, buddy, because the devil never shows you the end. You might be flirting with something that you don't need to be flirting with and I'm here today to try to tell you, you had better pull your head up and get your eyes on the cross because you don't know what the devil's got in store for you and you do know what God has in store for you and it's perfect. Give God a hand clap and a shout of praise. You say, well, how can these pieces be put back together because the king that we serve has empowered us to put broken pieces back together again. The, those pieces can be situations that are, you're going through. In Philippians 4 and 13, it says, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me. Let me tell you, you can't put it back together again, but you can through the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you hear me? He can put it back together. Fathers, we got to take responsibility. We have to shine as an example of righteousness to our families, to our children. We have to do that. Fathers, we must understand that even in this assignment of life, of being in a father, and it's an, it's an assignment. I'm going to say something, and, and maybe, maybe somebody won't like it, but I'm going to say it anyhow. Just because a man makes a deposit into a woman does not make him a father. Do you hear me? Does not make you a father. A father will not live a selfish life. A father will sacrifice everything and anything for his family, for his wife and his children. Do you hear me? Fathers, we got to understand that even during this assignment of raising our families, there's going to be times during this, even when we're following God, that we're going to be broken. We're going to be broken. There's going to be difficult times in our life. In 1 Corinthians chapter 10, Paul says, there has no temptation taken you, but such as is common to man, but faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that you are able, but will with the temptation also make a way to escape that you may be able to bear it. God is looking for a man that no matter what is going on, will stand in the gap for his children, for his family, and recognize that God will make a way for you. God will make a way. You must stand in the gap by faith. It's not easy at times. I tell the story of my, my older brother. I never understood him. Uh, he went through a lot of struggles in life. 
And he just didn't think the same way that I thought. And I mean, he went through a lot of hardships. But George Ann, you can remember my mom standing in church for 20 years. Sunday morning, Sunday night, and Wednesday night saying, pray for my oldest son. And I believe that that faith and her standing in the gap is the reason my brother was saved. And I've told the story many times, but some of you have never heard it. My mom raised up about two or so in the morning in the bed. She had her hands lifted high and she was crying and she was praising the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. And my dad said, Annie, what's, what, are you, what are you doing? What's going on? She said, Richard just got saved. My dad said, Annie, you're dreaming. Lay back down. My mom said, I'm not dreaming. And just within a minute or so, the phone rang. My brother was on his knees on the other end of the phone watching a rerun of Billy Graham. And the Holy Spirit touched him. And I'm telling you, radically saved him. Radically. He was a Jesus nut after that. Stand with me this morning. And I'm not done, but stand with me. I mean, you got to understand that there's times where you got to encourage yourself. Every man in the house, listen to me. You can't quit. You can't stop. There's times that I've had to encourage myself. There's been times on Sunday mornings, I was still in my office with the door closed and I didn't want to walk out, just being honest. And I had to encourage myself in the Lord. And that's why it's so important to hear and to know the word of God that during them difficult times, that word will come up in you alive and you'll know that you can make it. You got to encourage yourself in 1 Samuel 30 and 6. And David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Because the soul of all the people was grieved, every man for his sons and for his daughters. But David encouraged himself in the Lord his God. Please get alone with God, encourage yourself. Listen to Romans 10, 17, and I missed something all my life reading this. Romans 10 and 17, so then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We ought to thank God for the gift of hearing. <laughs> the gift of hearing. We ought to thank God that we had the ability to hear whoever told us about Jesus. We ought to think, and I wouldn't have said this 29 and a half years ago, but being here this long, I can say it now because I'm not saying it to be boastful. We ought to thank God for a pastor that will get up and preach the word of God and thank God that you're able to hear the word of God that will transform your life, will transform your life. You ought to thank God that you're able to hear the word of God. Listen, man, when you come to a place in your life of a personal breakdown, when your self-worth just seems like it falls apart, and when there's moments in your life where you just feel like giving up, when there's times in your life that you have breakdowns and breakups, the amount of men that take their life because of a breakup with a woman is overwhelming. No disrespect, ladies, but there is no woman on the face of the earth 
Uh, I gotta be careful how I say this. I'm backing up, ain't I? I gotta put a spin on this. That you should take your life over because there is a king that gave his life that you could have life. Do you hear me? Don't listen to the devil. Encourage yourself in the word of God. So even for us men that feel like, you know, I go to church, man, I'm, I'm a good man. And what's going on in my life? What, why, why is all this happening? Because Psalms 34 and 19, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Even those that are faithfully following God still encounter significant challenges. When I showed a picture of Glenn there earlier, I believe Glenn was 67. The first time I met Glenn, he came to our church as an insurance man and he insured our church. And he, like many, many others, once they get around us, they can't stay away and they just come back. And he's been such a blessing. But when I look at his life and see what he's been through, and then I read, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivereth him out of them all. Somewhere around 11.55 p.m. Friday night, the Lord delivered Glenn writes from all of his afflictions. And the Lord stood at the gate of heaven and said, welcome home, thy good and faithful son. And before you enter in, According to Revelation, he said, let me wipe the tears from your eyes because there'll be no more pain and no more sorrow and no more death and no more parting for the former things have passed away. When I read things like Romans 8 and 37, nay, in all these things we are, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. You're gonna make it, guys. You're gonna make it. So men, through the power, greater is he that is in me than he that is in this world. It's the Holy Spirit. And through that Holy Spirit and the power, the pieces can be picked up and put back together again. I didn't give this to the media team, but in Psalms 147 and three, he healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. I'm gonna skip a little bit. First John chapter four, verse four, ye are of God, little children and have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in this world. Each word, each word from the word of God puts another piece back together. Little by little, piece by piece. And it don't always happen overnight. The Bible said weeping may last for the night, but joy will come in the morning. And a, Becky, I don't know how long the night is. For every one of us, it's a different period of time. But he said it will happen. God is here for you. God really loves you. We sang that song during vacation Bible school. God really loves you. Hebrews 13 and 5, I will never leave thee, nor forsake thee, so that we may boldly say the Lord is my helper and I will not fear what man shall do unto me. So one at a time, step by step, here a little, there a little, the Lord will put you back together and you can look back and say, wow, look what the master's done. Look what the master's done. So when we leave here, just shortly remember these things. You're not alone. You are not alone. 
You got God with you. But please don't forget this. You got a family that's depending on you. And you got a devil that wants to kill you and destroy your family. You have an enemy that wants you to go through a divorce. You have an enemy that wants you to pick up your kids on the weekend. Mom, get them at Christmas. Dad, get them at Thanksgiving. Do you know you can live in the same house, sleep in the bed beside your spouse and still be lonely? Because the devil's done stolen the love from each of your hearts. There was something about that lady that interested you because you chased her around when she wore high heels and short skirts. She's still the same girl. God wants us to succeed. And I promise I'll close with this. Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord. Thoughts of peace. I just thought of that song. Peace, peace, wonderful peace coming down. Do you have the peace? Man, I got peace. I can remember when I didn't have no peace, didn't have no joy used to think that those things came with a new vehicle. Then the payment book showed up a month later. <laughs> For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. God really loves you. God cares about you. Broken pieces right now. As every head is up and every eye is open, if you're going through any struggles in life, step out and just come and pray. Just come and pray. Come. We don't have to have our intercessors. As an intercessor, just come and pray. Come. Come. You're not in a church looking at you saying, oh my goodness, there goes Betty. Wonder what's going on in Betty's life. Mind your own business. <laughs> Let Betty worry about it. You got some struggles in your life? Come. Come. You got somebody here that's praying? Why don't you come and get behind them? Some of you would rather stay in your pain, in your misery, in your brokenness. But I believe there's a king that'll put you back together today. Come. Go ahead, Adam, sing. Please. Search the world. Yeah. Come on, church. Come. But it couldn't feel me. You got somebody in your family, a, a man's child, empty brain. A grandchild that you stand in the gap for and you won't. Never you got a lost loved one and you won't come? I don't understand it. And you can't even long. That's right. And put me back together. Listen to this song, man. And every desire is now satisfied here in your love. That's right. That's right. Oh, there's nothing. That's right. 
tried and true. It's better true. than Lord, there's nothing. Yes. Nothing is better than <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Oh, there's nothing. Can we lift our hands to him and say? says when we lift our hands we're blessing the Lord Lord we just want to be a blessing to you nothing is better than you hallelujah that's right I'm not afraid <laughs> yeah show you my God's lightly, every head bowed, every eye closed. Is your heart right with God? Have you humbled yourself and asked the Lord Jesus to forgive you of your sins? If death was to knock on your door today, would heaven be your home? Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. Jesus said, unless you pray, and ask me to forgive you of your sins, then heaven will not be your home. He's a God of grace. Right where you're at, nobody looking around, if right today, no matter how old you are, from the youngest to the oldest, if you'd like to give your heart to Jesus and ask him to forgive you of your sins and to move into your life and to direct you into the freedom of living with God, 
Would you slip your hand up high? Slip your hand up high. I see that hand. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else here this morning. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else. Somebody else this morning. Somebody else. And I want you to pray this prayer out loud with me. As every head is still bowed. Don't be ashamed because Jesus wasn't ashamed of us. Say, Lord Jesus, today, I ask you to forgive me of my sins, to cleanse me. And Lord, from this day forward, I will do my very best to live my life for you. Teach me your way. In Jesus' name I pray. And amen. Let's welcome that man to the family of God. Unbelievable. I want to say to you, it doesn't mean that you're going to be perfect. Because you're not. You're going to make mistakes. But now the Spirit of the Lord lives within you. And when you do mess up, that Spirit's going to say, hey, and say, Lord, I just messed up. Forgive me and teach me and you'll learn from that. It's a process. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. You can join us in person Sundays at 10 a.m. or 6 p.m. We have something for all people and all ages. Or join our live stream at 10 a.m. 